This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so today I'm talking to Taz from Very Crafty. Taz exists to help all people create moments to feel comforted and included by curating the best products accessible to everyone without compromise ever. So Taz sells two separate products in, well, two separate product lines in her business. She sells um, organic teas and also craft kits, um, hence Very Crafty. And um, this was a really fascinating conversation I had with Taz. We spoke about how her, you know, her inspiration for starting the business, how she went about it, and she had some fantastic advice for anyone else looking to start a product business as well. So I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that you do too. You ready? Yep. So hi, Taz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for asking me. Oh, I'm really excited to talk to you. So can we start by you please giving an introduction to yourself, your business and what it is that you sell? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is uh, Tasneen Rotherham or, or recently, I, I recently just got married um, and I run a business called uh, Very Crafty in which I sell uh, consciously sourced loose leaf tea and um, embroidery kits, hence the penny name, I suppose. Yes. It's a great name and congratulations <laughs> on your wedding as well. Yeah, oh, I, really, thank you very much. <laughs> I really like, I really like the name. Um, so can you tell us how did you come up with the idea for Very Crafty? So how and when, I guess, let's start there. Okay, so it started, so I've just been in business just over five and a half years now. Um, and it started when I met, um, met somebody who is now one of my best friends at a, um, knitting class that were held uh, they held in uh, the city that we lived and we met each other there and we quickly realized after a few weeks of going to this knitting class we weren't very good at it so um we uh decided to not go to the knitting class but come back to my house and we would uh drink cups of tea and uh, watch um tv I think it was MasterChef Professionals is the our go-to thing when it was on and um uh, my friend uh, Natalie, she was saying, oh, you, you know, one day she just said, oh, you know, this is this is really the life, you know, sitting down with like good friends, good cups of tea, you know, and just relaxing. And she goes, oh, if we had like, you know, something that we could do like embroidery or something, we could be, you know, having tea and crafting. We'd be like, oh, you know, we'd be like crafty, like, you know, very crafty. And I was like, 
oh, that's a really good name. I'm just going to write that down for no reason whatsoever. And then wrote, wrote it down. And then more and more I thought about it. And the more I thought, like, the name was really good. And I just thought that really is, like, something that, it, without realising, I think people do, like, they'll sit down and they'll they'll either pick up something, that like a hobby that they want, that they want to do or um, drinking some tea and relaxing, like, trying to get away from, like, screens and things like that. And it just it just makes sense that the two go together and that's where it came from really and that's how it started oh that's brilliant thank you for sharing that and I'm with you as well because I quite like a little bit of cross stitch and a bit of crochet and it is nice to just sit down with your cup of tea and an armchair and just do something and as you say nice to do it with other people as well yeah exactly it's just the like it, even though it can be like quite a a solo um activity you can do it with other people even if it's not the same project it can be you know it's the whole getting people together from like from from like regardless of what ability you've got or you know what you've done before you know even if you've not done anything like that it's so there's and you know it's so easy to pick something up and just try it and you know you know meeting new people and especially since we've had so much time of not seeing anybody or talking to anybody um you know it's a really good time now to like get back into that and engage in doing something like that oh definitely and so after you came up with the idea what happened then so what did you do what were your first steps in terms of turning it from an idea into a business oh yeah this, you know it's so long ago now it's really just sometimes it's really difficult to like go back and it's really it is, easy yeah. to like um it's really easy to think to yourself oh I've not really achieved anything but when you go back like I try and look at like old photos and things like that of where where I've come from to where I am now and it's just it's just um you know such a big jump and you don't realize that because you're in your business but when like when it's when when I came up with the idea of thinking right okay I'm going to just try and see how this works as a business the first thing was trying to find um a tea supplier and I knew I wanted um some uh, like a firm or a company that could help me that were um you know their their ethos was um uh sustainability and ethical and um and all these sorts of things because anybody can go to any big company and buy wholesale tea but you know for cheap money and but you don't know where it's come from you don't know where how the workers are treated you don't know um, if the companies are saying what they do they're actually doing it those sorts of things so I spent a long time looking for those sorts of companies and particularly when I started off there were a lot of companies that didn't want to speak to me because you know I, I only wanted to order like a kilo of tea for example to start off with and they're like oh no our minimum is like 10,000 and it's like oh okay and um and uh you know it was just you know it's a bit soul destroying to start off with but you just have to just plug away and then you end up finding a company like I did who um, have the same ethos they give um 50 of their profits back to the farming regions where we get the teas from um you know so it's all you know, holistically it's all goes in the same sort of ethos that I believe in as an individual as well as bringing that those values to my business so um so yeah so that's where that was the main thing where that came from the craft side of it was a bit more hit and miss to start off with I started um buying kits from other small businesses um, or other businesses in general um, but it was hard it was really hard and really difficult to explain the link between the 
tea and the crafting kits when the crafting kits weren't really mine and the um the design of them didn't really match with me as an individual and my customers that I ended up um um, acquiring through um you know things you know the posts that I did on social media and stuff like that so that took a lot longer but now we've you know I've got a range of designs that are a bit a bit out there a bit unique a bit more um not standard and you know nothing that you would find in um you know some some magazines potentially because of some of the nature of the of the mottos and things like that so it's a bit so it's a bit more on the um uh edgier side I suppose um but yeah that that took some time but we're starting to get a bit of traction now on that which is really good so that's really exciting and I've got so many follow-up questions from that tells me <laughs> where to start but firstly I'll say um it's really interesting when you said oh um you don't feel like you've done that much because it's but it's interesting so many people I talk to on the podcast it's only when they sort of share their story they go oh wow I've come a long way or wow haven't I done a lot because you're right it's so easy to just take for granted where you are right now and I think especially because if the if the early bit is hard and challenging I can be quite easy to not forget but I think maybe block it out slightly um I don't know whether it's conscious or not but yeah I think it can be kind kind of easy to sort of overlook all the hard things you went through to get your business where it is yeah 100% and I think because we're so particularly if you're a business and you're on social media you end up finding other businesses just you know through uh you know uh they come up like if you're on tiktok you know for you pages or on instagram on the discover pages and things like that and you'll see these people who have overnight started a business from zero to like a hundred thousand or million or something like that and you think to yourself well i've been you know i've you know i say this to myself a lot and particularly this year it's been really difficult and um i think to myself you know i've been doing this five years why am i you know i'm not there yet but then i look back at these you know my first like I say in inverted commas event it was like a little street party near my house I had one table that wasn't even mine it was like somebody's um lent me it um with like a tablecloth oh no not even a tablecloth it was a scarf of my mum's that I covered the top with with five different teas um and that was it that's all I had just like five little um five bags of tea and that's all I had so now I've got 20 different types of tea I have um you know uh, limited edition ones that I have for um some of my wholesale customers I've got like a range of accessories I've got this whole new range of craft kits and stuff like that and it's like those things do take time and it was more organic and because I suppose because you work hard you know that you've worked hard but you know the pitfalls and you know what you've spent your money on and it's gone wrong or you know what you've spent your money on and it's gone right and all these sorts of things and it's and it is sometimes really difficult just to think to yourself I don't know why I'm not you know this massive a massive company now but it's been a slow and organic thing and and I think I I would prefer to do it this way because otherwise I wouldn't have learned as much as I I have by doing it in such a quick way because you know even when I started out um you know even like the um you know the few like five pound sales that I did or you know an event where I took in total 20 pounds and it covered my table or something like that if you don't have those like grounding sort of um um opportunities or um uh yeah yeah, opportunities or you know experiences it's 
it's difficult to then to then when things are a bit slower or you're not growing as quick to realize because you've not seen the organic growth I suppose of it yeah I agree and I think like you said when you you look back I think it's easier to kind of appreciate where you are now when you look back to those days where you know you're only making 20 pounds in an afternoon or whatever it is I think it yeah it really makes you more appreciative of where you are even if you're still not um maybe where you want to be ultimately it's still you can still measure the progress yeah yeah definitely yeah if you've not got if you're not seeing the slow growth it's difficult to it's also it's also difficult if you don't have that slow growth it's difficult to see what's working and what isn't working and if it's just all from zero to 100 straight away but there's things that haven't been working but if something else has taken over and done better you won't know what you know what's taking the money out or taking your time out that you could outsource and things like that it's um yeah it's it's, it's I think it'd be a bit more difficult yeah that makes sense because you're right with sort of growing slowly you can sort of see the impact of every little thing that you do um yeah. it's really interesting what you're saying about overnight successes as well because I don't know if you've ever heard me say this but I'm I'm also not 100% convinced about those and someone can definitely prove me wrong on this but sometimes I think sometimes I see someone and I feel like they've come out of nowhere but then I think to myself is that just because they've just come up on my radar but actually they've been working really hard for two years three years five years and it's just that I've just heard about them now does yeah. that make sense I do and I'm not to put anyone down because there will be people who do brilliantly right from the start and that's amazing but I also like to say because I think sometimes we can compare ourselves to people and we think oh we should be where they are because they've only been in business six months and you know they're overtaking me or whatever but actually that might be six months plus three years of just slogging away in the background around a day job but you know whatever it is so um yeah. I only say that, yeah, because I'm not to put anyone down, but just to make people think, oh, I don't know, because I think we can be really critical of ourselves um, and really, what I don't know if I'm of, sort of really complimentary of others and what they've done, but we're not always as kind to ourselves. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And yeah, there are a lot of people who, um, I, yeah, I agree with that. They, they've, they've just appeared because they might have just appeared to us, but there's, I saw a LinkedIn post. It, it, I think this morning it was somebody who said um, he got a comment from somebody saying, oh, it's because you were just lucky. That, and he was going, no, but I've done all this. And he listed out all of the things that he was doing. You know, he'd done, you know, 400 hours of training. He'd done, you know, 150 videos over a year, um, you know, and all these, you know, and all these sorts of things. That's how he's got his his quote unquote overnight success. But it wasn't. It was a lot of hard work um over you know a year or two years prior to it you know working for him and getting bigger and I think there's a lot of I think we're getting a bit more um savvy is not the right word but do, do you know what I mean? uh, and you know looking at and seeing these businesses and people on Facebook and going that's that's not accurate that's not a that's not real that's that isn't real to me and I shouldn't be comparing myself to that and I you know my journey will happen in whatever in whatever speed it will happen and it'll be ups and downs like everything it is in life and it will just it will work as it will work and um you you build the business to what you want it to be based on um how you know how you see the success of it growing going and I think if you want it to be big you know you need to put the effort in and put the work in and make it you know and it's a constant thing but sometimes you know I had a chat with my uh, another business friend of mine that we don't you know we would 
saying that we we don't want these you know looking at um you know like on dragon's den with like a three-year plan and then the exit strategy and all this sort of stuff we want a business that works for us in our life that we love doing and that's and that's what it is really isn't it so yeah absolutely that I feel exactly the same like I feel like I think I'd almost be scared to have an overnight massive success which is such a yeah. silly thing to say maybe that's something more to do my personality than anything else but I don't know I think we all have like what success means is kind of different for all of us um mm-hmm. and as long as we're happy with our businesses and where we are and where we're going that's fine and something else I was just thinking about was actually is that the algorithm doesn't help with all of this because you find like you see so a company and for me it's mostly on Instagram because I'm on Instagram a lot and I'll see a company and I think oh they look great and then suddenly you're seeing all their posts and all their ads and you know like the way the algorithms work suddenly yeah. like they're just put in front of you all the time and I think that kind of lends itself to the fact of wow they've suddenly come out of nowhere because you're suddenly just once they're on your radar they're like everywhere I don't know if that makes sense but I do think that plays into the whole feeling like yeah someone's miles ahead of you or whatever it is because suddenly you can't you know turn around about seeing their posts and everything and I think yeah it's just the way like we get shown you know we show an interest in something and suddenly we're bombarded with it but I yeah. don't think that helps if you're comparing yourself because I feel like if you've got a competitor quite and you know you start checking them out quite often you just all you're seeing is like what they're doing and that can be a bit disconcerting actually I did I did that as well we all do that I suppose when we start on social media like follow people or follow competitors and things like that and then I and then about two or three years ago I stopped doing that I stopped unfollowing all of them just because one it was I was looking at them going well how come it's working for them and I've done something like that and it hasn't worked for me and um or you feel like you know if you do something and they see it you know or if somebody sees it from there they think you're copying them and all these sorts of things and I was like right I'm not going to do it because it's not I don't like it it's not making me feel good looking at their content so I stopped doing it and I started following more people that um that you know either um other small businesses in completely different areas that I really admired and have got friends with and you know we share um you know the highs and lows of you know of uh, running a business or you know and other people you know such as yourself and other um uh people that can you know have been able to uh, provide advice and things on things that could work and um you know trying different avenues and things like that I think it's too easy to fill up your grid with um with people that doing a similar thing to you and feeling and and it not being productive to how you're feeling in your business particularly if you're feeling in a low place um seeing you know seeing any any sort of content that's you know that's um positive from from someone else where you you don't know about them and they've just got this overnight success for example is is not going to help so I would recommend not following competitors um if you can and you know just fill it with people that you know are inspiring to you or that you like look you know you like looking at their content and that can help you rather than trying to compare yourself because it's you know so what is it comparison is the that is the thief of joy or something isn't it so um so yeah so that's yeah so that's what I've started doing now yeah I don't follow any competitors really now that's such great advice because I think most of us at the beginning we we do do that um and it sounds really obvious doesn't it just to unfollow them but I think sometimes you don't because there's almost like a perverse thing in it like you sort of want to see but I think yeah for your 
mental health and you'll start, start all the rest of it i think unfollowing is brilliant advice um yeah i'm definitely gonna take that on board i think i think that's <laughs> you know i think that's just really sensible for so many reasons so let's come back to talking about your products if that's okay task i had after you gave us an introduction, I had so many questions, um, wondering where to start. Let's start maybe um, with your eco policy. So I know that's something that's important to you. You mentioned when you were about when you were sourcing your teas, you were talking about only wanting to work with certain types of companies. So should we start there? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so yeah, so like I said at the beginning, that you can anybody could go. Same with coffee, you can buy, you know, uh, you know, from you know wholesale like coffees and teas and things but it's I was never comfortable buying things that weren't that I didn't know where they came from or that they I didn't feel uh comfortable selling because I didn't know the backstory or I didn't know I wasn't sure that the um you know like all the eco policies are there or the ethical uh values were there so um and I always and like I say this to all my customers that I only sell products that I use myself. So I only drink the tea. I only sell the teas that I drink. Um, so so it'd be silly for me to buy things and and, you know, sell them to people if I wasn't comfortable about where they came from and all these sorts of things. So that was so that was a real big um, important thing for me. So, yeah. So um, the main company that I use, um, they're, they're a social enterprise. So they give um, that you know half of their profits back to um farming regions um you know to get like girls into education and um things like that um or other uh, or another company that are part of the ethical tea partnership which guarantee fairer wages for farmers um and um, safety standards and all those sorts of things things that we take for granted as you know employees in this country are not guaranteed in other countries so um so it's all like a holistic, like whole cycle thing, really. Thank you. And how easy was it to find teas and companies that fit that criteria? Because I'm I'm guessing perhaps not as easy as if you were just happy to go to a wholesaler and buy whatever they had on, on the shelf. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's difficult. And also it's difficult in terms of like quantities and things like that, because it's just me and um, you know, I haven't got, you know, warehouse uh warehouses of space to put um you know lots of tea and things like that so yeah so it was really difficult but it was a case of um you know speaking to you know doing a lot so much research and um speaking to you know like the owners not just um people who are trying to like sales people and things like that who were just speak feeding me like their spiel of things that they were saying I was like no I need to speak to the people who have made these policies so I can you know speak you know guarantee that that's what they're doing yeah, they're doing what they're saying and you know and I get updates from uh, the companies that I use and the projects that they've done and um, you know and things like that so it's really you know it's really important that that's um, that's it's been upheld and what they're saying is true. Oh that's brilliant and it's great that you've managed to do sort of all of that research it sounds like you've been so diligent um so I guess it shows that while it might be harder that it's definitely possible and then yeah and I and then what yeah I think that's great and so what I was going to ask them was so are these the companies that you started working with five years ago are they are they still in the whole the same supplies you're working with now yeah yeah we've got like a really good relationship and um 
you know and it's um because we've been to, we've worked together for so long it's um you know it's quite uh you know it's quite like a symbiotic thing I suppose like in terms of like we're helping each other out and all these sorts of stuff so the, you know the more um you know the more orders that I get obviously the more money that I can give to them and then the more money that they give to their projects and all these sorts of things so it's um so yeah so it's really good that's great and that's one thing I didn't say very succinctly earlier but I guess that was what I was trying to get at is that I guess you spent a lot of time finding the right people to work with but if you're still working together five years on it's definitely worth putting in that groundwork right away because I think it can be so hard when you find a supplier but they're not quite right and then you're moving on and you're just constantly cycling through the process of finding someone to work with whereas I guess now you've got a great relationship and yeah it just makes everything so much easier doesn't it so much more pleasant yeah yeah definitely it's yeah you know I know when I ring them up they know who I am and all these sorts of things and um so yeah so it's yeah it is really important and I think having particularly now you know with with everything as it is you know with um you know getting things from abroad and um you know delays and all this sort of stuff like having like a good relationship with suppliers is so important and um you know and you know being able to speak to somebody and you know and um you know if you've got any concerns and things like that is really is vital really and uh, you know having that um that connection is you know something that you need to just like be mindful of as a business with who you're using absolutely now I'd love to just change subjects a little bit if that's okay and talk about your yeah. craft kits um, I think probably yeah. a good place to start is if you can describe for us some of the kits that you've got because obviously I've been on your website and have a good look um, but we'll assume that people listening may not have done yet hopefully everyone will go and take a look so can you just explain um yeah, describe some of your kits for you and then and then we'll talk about them a bit more yeah sure uh so yeah so like I said like trying to when I when I first started and had kits from other businesses they didn't really they didn't really like gel with me and they were quite um they were quite uh like quite um twee and and safe and things like that and it wasn't really who I am as an individual and where I want the business in terms of both the tea and the crafting kits to like go and the brands and everything so um I was at an event locally and uh, met somebody who was an embroidery artist who was selling her finished items. And um, like we started chatting and um, and everything. And I said, oh, would you be interested in doing like bespoke designs for my business, for like for kits that I was thinking of, of coming up with? And she was like, yeah, that'd be great. And all this sort of stuff. Anyway, so we started chatting and um so I gave her a bit of a brief and said you know I wanted something that they were like quite edgy but had a bit of like floral things on them so when you looked at them from a glance it was like oh that's a pretty design but when you looked a bit closer it was a bit like oh I wasn't expecting I uh, wasn't expecting that so um so yeah so we came up with these these designs I think we started off with uh six or seven to start off with um and the kits come with everything that you need. So the fabric's all printed um, with the design and in colour, um, the hoop, the the threads, the needles, all these sorts of, all the, the things. But what I like to say to everybody is that it's not um, really 
prescribed what you do with them so you can do as little or as much as you want and the design will still be you know you'll still have like your own bit of art that you can hang up or frame um so it's not you know if you don't finish all of it it would look like a half finished thing you can just do the outlines you can just do bits of the colors um so it's really like that being accessible to everybody so regardless of like your ability or if you've got um you know issues with like dexterity or anything like that you can still do things and still have this bit of artwork and have it in your house and it will still be done regardless of if you do one stitch or you know all the stitches so it's really like it's I guess it's as much um as you can be um uh what you call it like freehand with a design that's already been given to you if that makes sense so yeah so I guess the design was printed and you could just embroider over or around or however you choose to do it yeah so yeah so it's yeah so it's pretty much you you've got creative control but the design's already there so it's so you know you don't have to do stitches that are you know some of them are really hard um or I find really difficult so like French knots they can be a bit annoying so if you don't want to do French knots you don't have to you know it's not like a design that says you must use this stitch for this 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 and this so oh that's really good and so you had the designer to help you design them to your brief but what about sort of sourcing all the bits that make up the kit so the thread and the fabric how have you managed to pull all of that together because to me it sounds like a massive job because I've yeah got a few of these kits not yours but I've got a few cross stitch kits before and you get quite a lot in a cross stitch or embroidery set so yeah how have you gone about that yeah that was also very difficult um again it was um I was trying to be mindful of where I was getting the products from um so I've based so all of the products come from businesses that are based in the UK so um so it's all part of the I guess like circular economy I suppose so it's all trying to um you know every time you buy a kit from me you're helping other businesses that are in the UK as well so it's um so that was like really important because again it's another relationship that you can have with them and you know and it might be you know it might be a big um, company that you're dealing with, but you're still part, you know, you're still part of that and they're still a supplier to you. And, um, you know, that, that relationship is still really important as well. So. Yeah, that's great. Cause I mean, there are so many different elements, aren't there, that make up the kit and are you able to source them all from one place? or are you sort of getting everything from different places and having to physically pull the packs together? Yeah, unfortunately, at the minute, it is different from different places, but it's to try and get like the best of everything from everywhere. Yeah. So, um, so which it's fine. It's like once again, it's the same with everything. Once you start, it's really difficult trying to find it. But once you know what it is, it's very easy to to reorder. And you know what you've what you're getting, and you've got like the list of colors of threads and things like that. So you know which ones they are, um, and uh, and that sort of stuff. So it's just um, yeah, it's just the beginning bit is, is always more painful at the beginning when you just think oh I've got to really got to sit down and order these but once you've done it you know um, you've got like a you know like a robust like spreadsheet of what you need and um, you know where they're coming from it's just a case of referring back to that the next time and ordering it again so yeah it's just the initial part um, of it really. That makes sense and I guess some of the elements like hoops for example are going to be standard throughout whatever pack you order. Yeah, exactly. So. So is it a really, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but is it a big job actually physically putting the packs together? 
it is a little bit and it's but once you get like um a bit of um uh what you call it like a production line so i have like all the boxes that i make up and then i put the tissue paper in each one the the instructions in each one so it's just like you, you're just doing that over and over again and you just have some music on in the background and you just kind of just like work your way through um and that. I did ask my husband once to help me and it got too complicated and so I just started shouting at him so I asked him to leave I was like yeah, yeah it sounds like the sort of thing yeah I think I would if, if it were me I would definitely be wanting to just yeah get on with it on my own sometimes other yeah. people aren't as helpful as you think they might be I don't know why though there's part of me that thinks all oh, putting together that sort of kit must be really fun um and I, I, I don't mean to sort of disregard all the hard work that goes into it but is it fun it sounds to me really fun sort of creating a, a craft kit yeah it, it's nice that once you because like there's uh 10 things yeah 10 things that I need to make sure I put in there so it's like literally just going like you know like you know counting them all out and once you've got them all it's like folding it all up putting the tape on putting the label on that's that that can get stored then and then it's the same for the next one and all these yeah and all this it's annoying though when you're hot when you're in the rhythm and then like you you need something so like um so I have like a bit of backing felt that I add in each one. And then if I'm if I've run out of the squares, I'll need to go and cut some more. And it's like I don't like it when I have to, I'm stopped midway. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then so I'm like, right, stop, get the big table out, get the felt out, get the measuring tape out and things like that to measure it all. So to cut it. But yeah, but once you're in the rhythm and once you're in the um uh flow of doing it, it's very it's like really quick and it's quite it's just um you can just put the music on and you don't really have to think too much about it. You can just because you know you've got 10 things to put in there you just make sure you just pick the 10 things and that's it really I do think it sounds re- and also I guess also the thought of like you obviously you're creating these sets yourself as well I just think that's just I don't know why that just makes me feel like it's such a joyful thing to create like something that someone's gonna gonna take and make something with yeah it's really nice especially when I get like photos from people who've sent what what they've done or um you know and they'll or or I'll get messages like saying oh I didn't you know I did only this bit um you know I didn't get chance to finish it and I was like oh no but it looks if you that's all you want to do then that is finished so um you know so it's really nice getting comments and um like messages from people about you know saying that they haven't you know um picked up embroidery for so long or ever and they've got this you know piece of you know work that they've effectively done on their own and it's you know it's it's a very proud moment (laughs) Yeah, you should feel proud. And I think it's nice that, like you say, the designs are printed, so they are accessible as well. So, like, anyone presumably could just pick one up and give it a go. Yeah, you don't have to – yeah, the worst thing about having having a design is the tracing out of it, you know, sticking the paper against the window and putting the fabric on the top or having a light box and all this and, you know, and all this sort of stuff. You just, and sometimes you just want to get on with it. You just want to put the fabric in the hoop and just start sewing. But um, particularly if you're a beginner as well, you don't want added – stress of like doing things like that and it can be a bit messy and if it's you know if it's not if the pen doesn't come out with like washing or things like that and it's leaks and all that yeah I was like no don't want any of that for to to any of that drama to give to anybody else oh so it sounds like you designed this to make them super easy yeah yeah definitely it's basically what I would do it's like what would I what would I want in a kit I wouldn't want a tracer then therefore no tracing (laughs) I never even thought about trade because I've never done it embroidery. I've only ever done cross stitch. Yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that's my limit because I can count crosses. <laughs> so <I feel> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I feel like I can count. So therefore, 
I'm good. <laughs> but the thought of yeah. actually having to do like real stitching, I'm yeah, maybe one day. I feel, I feel like it's beyond. Maybe, or maybe I should try one of your kits because actually, yeah. it, it sounds like I couldn't go far wrong. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, my best friend, she's she did um, one. So, like, when I go to events, I have um, them. I have like uh, finished ones as like a display, and I purposely gave them to people that had never stitched before or hadn't stitched for a long time. So, my best friend, she did one, um, and she's never stitched embroidered before um I gave one to a neighbor of mine she hasn't stitched for you know like 20 years or something and she did one and you know it was really and and you know and her son did one he's never um done embroidery before and and there you know I have those as like my display ones and you know and it's and so like I tell people and they, they were like oh you must have taken ages to do these and I was going oh no it's not actually me that because it's pointless me showing what I can do because I've been embroidering for such a long time but it's what um, it's showing people that look the you know this is the range of people that have done them and their their varying ability and look what they've produced look and I've got these out on display because they're so nice it's not like I've been giving them and going oh my god these are awful and then like throwing them away but they're you know they're they've done you know they're so they've picked it up so well and they've done such a amazing job of you know we display them and their photos on my website are the ones that they've done as well so um so yeah so anybody can do it and anyone can pick it up definitely that's brilliant and it's great to share that as well because as I say it makes it so accessible to people and talking of the pictures on your website we'll see what's really hard obviously this is not visual um but why don't you just so people can get a sense because I loved looking at all all of these on your website so people just get a sense of what you offer and why don't you describe for us just one or two of your favorite designs um and don't worry about what you say because I can always put the explicit filter on if I need to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're worried about that <laughs> okay uh so yeah so I've got a, I've got a couple they all range um from uh in their um complexity I suppose um but one that I really like is uh that I've got one it's really it's really easy and it says like tea question mark obviously and um and it's got like little tea leaves around the outside which I really love which I really love stitching I really like the one we did that we designed last year. Yeah, last year was for um, because every year I get asked about um, in January, particularly about detox teas and things like that. And there's spoiler alert: there's no such thing as a detox tea or detox coffee or anything like that. And so, um, so I do a big post about that on social media, and it's my best performing post every year. And so. Um, and so I did an embroidery kit about saying that nobody cares about your diet because there's so much, particularly in the new year, there's so many, you know, there's so many people going on and on and on about their diets and things like that. And not saying that you're not, you know, not saying what people are doing things for, you know, health reasons or whatever is, is, should be, you know, not commended, but you know, that it's a lot of negativity, particularly for people who have got, you know, uh, issues around eating and, um, and things like that and it's you know a lot of negativity about it and you know and um it's a big movement about pos- you know body positivity but in January no no you know you must hate yourself in January because we've had we've had a nice Christmas for example so that one was quite uh well received let's say and um so um so that was one of my favorite ones as well because it's quite um an important one to to me and um a lot of my friends have uh, or customers sorry that have become friends now that are you know that really like it and the, the message behind that one 
So I really like that one. And then one of my most popular ones is and uh, one of the the reason why it's so accessible is that my love is love one and my little rainbow and things like that. Everyone, yeah, that always seems to sell out, which is really nice. So a lot of people have got that one and have hung it up and things like that. And so that's really nice too. So, so yeah, so those are my favorite, my favorite ones. I love them all, but those are my favorite ones. Oh, thank you for explaining. Cause I just wanted you to explain them so people got a bit of a sense of what they are. Cause when I looked, I thought, well, they're not your traditional embroidery kits that you've think of like you said because yeah you think of embroidery you think of flowers and birds and butterflies and yours yeah. are really pretty but they're a little bit edgy as well so that's what I wanted to yeah. try and convey <laughs> and hopefully people will go to your web so do let us know your website address now this is a good time to actually tell people your website so they can go and have a look for oh, themselves yeah. yeah so you can uh so yeah so um you can buy all my products on et and craft kids all from my website which is uh verycrafty.co.uk amazing thank you and i'll link that up in show notes as well but i thought it's quite good to give it a mention here as well um and yeah and also link to your social media accounts and everything else so the final question i have for you Taz, if that's okay is and it's what i ask everyone is what would your number one piece of advice be for other product creators oh gosh uh that's a really good question um, well, I leave it till the end because it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just into a false sense of security of it being. Oh, yeah, this is nice. And then a hard hitting question. Um, I really. Th- oh, I think the main thing is is getting your numbers right. I can't stress this enough about everything. So I have this spreadsheet, and it's I don't know. I think it's about twenty seven columns long or something like that. And it talk and it goes through every single bit of cost that it takes for me to produce either a bag of tea to sell or a craft kit to sell um and it talks about bags labels pr- uh, processing costs on the website uh, so you know so like um so my, my website's through shopify so it'll um the cost that shopify take per sale postage how much um you know paypal takes all these sorts of things and it all works and i've done it every single point and then work out how much it costs to sell that before i end up with a price i didn't do that for about two and a, uh, no probably longer than that probably three years i hadn't had that and i worked out that i was selling things cheaper than it was costing me to to make it which is not really a good thing when you when you're in a business so um <laughs> So, um so yeah so if I could start again that would definitely be it because not one I guess it would is obviously you don't get into the thing that I was that you're not selling things cheaper than what you're it's costing you to get and make um two it you'll be, be able to build in quite a nice uh you know margin or profit for you as well but also like three is like you can build in potential uplifts in costs that you that you might incur from like uh you know like you know uh, over the pandemic like nobody could get cardboard boxes and cardboard boxes that I was buying for 30p went up to like a pound 50 each and it was you know all these sorts of things and it was you can take a little bit of the hit of that for a small amount of time but not if it was for, for you know forever so it's you can work out you can change you know small amount of figures you know your figures in this you know in your spreadsheet to say you know if it did go up a thousand percent how much is that going to affect 
the you know what I end up getting or you know will I have to pass that cost on to the consumer and how if I do how do I you know explain that to them how do I mitigate that if I can or all these sorts of things so yes my one piece of advice would be to make sure your numbers are correct because it will end it will save so much heartache and headache later on when you have to keep up in your prices um because you've not factored that in into the beginning that's such good advice thank you I especially like your spreadsheet because I think it's gonna be so easy to forget some of those little costs like the PayPal fees um I've definitely in the beginning when I was selling my products I was definitely similar you know I, I had the big costs worked out you know the production and the shipping and the storage but then those little things like yeah like the like the PayPal fee is a great example it's not a massive amount of money but it all just adds up and yeah so I think thinking of absolutely everything is really really smart because yeah that must have been horrible to realize that oh actually I am selling these at a loss but good for you for like working it out though because I think it could have been also easy to just kept on going I can especially because numbers um if it's not something you're sort of you feel like you're good at or you enjoy it can be so easy to just kind of put your head in the sand and you know just hope for the best yeah definitely even you know even like little things um you know like stickers if you put a sticker on something that costs money if you 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 know even if it costs you like 3p that's still a cost to you as a business it's you know, I've really gone to like the nth degree because I think, you know, I always I thought as soon as I worked it out that if something did happen and everything went up, what would that affect? You know, I because do, I don't want to increase my prices if I can help it for my consumers because it's you know times you know times is difficult for everybody at the minute, and um, so it's trying to mitigate these sorts of things. Like, you know, can I, you know, if I don't put a sticker that says my lay my business on on the box is that on the outside is that really going to make a difference to the person who ends up receiving it probably not but that will save the money you know over x amount of packages that are being sent out but um you know those sorts of things it's just looking at what you what you're doing and it's not a freebie as opposed to to just think oh you know this little bit of you know this you know this sticker this tissue paper it's not free it isn't free for you to to put in because you've had to buy it so it's all the little things that just need adding that need costing in and looking at so um so yeah so you know so you know exactly what it is and you know how much it is and you're more comfortable then knowing um you know more confident in what you're selling and confident in your price if somebody says to you oh, oh that's really expensive you can say to them well i this is what you get included in, in, you know, in a, in a craft kit, or this is what you're paying for in the tea as well as, you know, the fact it's consciously sourced, blah, 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 all those sorts of things. That's really good. Thank you. And I also think that as you've explained, it's great to know your cost in that detail because should something happen, like the cost of your boxes gets more expensive, then you can make a really informed decision. Do I pass it on to the consumer or can I cut costs somewhere else? And as you say, if you've got all those costs detailed, you could go, well, the box price has gone up, but could I buy cheaper tissue paper or could I not put a sticker on or could I do, I guess it makes it much more actionable to kind of think about okay how you know how do I tackle this or do I just swallow up the additional cost or whatever but at least if you've got that degree of detail you're making a really informed decision rather than just let things happen to you yeah 
yeah you've got more con- yeah it is about having control because when when things go up and you haven't got it all written down and you don't know where it's all and you don't know how it affects everything you feel like you're floundering because you don't you feel out of control but when you find out something is going up and you've got it written down you go okay what well how will that affect me by this going up by this much amount of money and you can do and you can play about with the figures for you know just in case things as well so it, it is all about having control and it's you know and it is horrible and it is boring and it's not as fun as designing stuff and making things and stuff but it's it's the fun it's such a fundamental part for you to be able to do all the fun stuff that it needs doing and that's you know I can't stress that enough. I can't stress that enough that you know everyone should really focus on doing that if they've not already been doing it yeah I love this I'm absolutely sold and I agree I think anyone who isn't doing this already I think it might be quite a painful thing possibly to do but I guess once you have it it gets like you say it gives you so much control you can make really informed decisions so I definitely think it's worth the sort of couple of hours of pain that it might take you to actually get it done but I'm so my my, my accountant would love you I'm so impressed that you like have everything <laughs> down to that detail um because it's yeah, I think it's exactly the level of detail you you need when when it's your business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. That that's so definitely like one of the key takeaways in this episode for me. I think that's a brilliant sort of actionable piece of advice. People can just go away and do that if they're not already. Um, I'm sure lots of people are, but if you're not, I think that's a good reminder to perhaps take a look. And yeah, thank you for everything that you've shared I've loved talking to you and I really hope people go to your website take a look at your tea take a look at your crafts kits and as I say the link will be in the show notes for this episode to make that really easy no great no thank you so much for inviting me I've had yeah it's been really nice chatting and it's um it's nice to you know look back you know think back about you know where I've started to where it is and and I hope that people who who are in a similar position or are thinking of starting or growing their business, this has been helpful to them. I'm oh, always happy to, uh, yeah, always happy to chat if anyone wants to drop a message about um, about business or any or anything or about tea or anything like that. I'm always happy to chat. Oh, amazing! Thank you so much, Taz. No, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode. Do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website, vickyweinberg.com. Please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful. Thank you again and see you next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.